This is the Oz Pub Rock Show with Lachlan Hulley. Today on the Oz Pub Rock Show, I chat with a great friend of mine and fellow musician, Nikki Nichols. You may have seen her from the uh, from performing with Kai Minogue to performing with Susie Quattro to performing uh, with John Farnham, Australian Crawl. Uh, she did the Congo Line with uh, Stevie Wonder, and she also uh, uh, helped produce uh, the legendary twelve-year-old uh, girl who did acrobatics at the at the two thousand Sydney Olympics opening ceremony. Please welcome to the Oldsmobile Box Show, Nikki Nichols. <laughs> Hi, Lucky. Thanks for having me. Good. good, good. Um, ha- how are you going? Oh, we've just we've just had the earthquake. How am I going? I'm still shaking like a leaf. My little uh, pussy cat traumatized yeah. under the bed. Won't come out. Yeah. Anyway. Or, um, yeah. Yeah. And how are you, how are you going? I felt I felt it. I thought uh, it feels like Elvis is coming back alive again because his pelvis was shaking. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, look, you uh, resurrected him. Yeah. 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 Uh, how old were you when you realised that music would be a future for you? Oh, look, I was um, I was little. I, I I think from the minute I could talk, I was singing along to things and singing in the bathtub and making up my own little songs in the bathtub. So I just knew at an early age. I, I used to watch um, a show on TV, TV called Brian and the Juniors, and I. I used to say to mum and dad, oh, can I go on that show, please? You know, and, and I did end up going. I was on it for a couple of years. But but I just knew right from the word go that um, I was just going to be a singer. That I, I didn't think of anything else. Singing was my thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, little girl. Did your parents have any music background? Yes, my dad. I, I get the voice from my father, father's side of the family. He was a beautiful singer, a beautiful tenor, but he was very, he was very shy and didn't have much confidence to go out in the public. But beautiful singer, and the same with his sisters. So the uh, singing comes from that side of the family, and on the other side of the family, on my mother's, it's some um, more musicianship, you know, drumming and things like that. So uh, yeah, and my mum used to love to tap dance, so that was pretty cute too. Wow, tap dancing, something I can do yeah. with my sticks. <laughs> I reckon you could. Yep, uh, especially maybe uh, maybe if I'm, if I'm a bit refreshed, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, your first big break was on Brian Naylor and the Juniors. Yeah. Uh, could you please describe how what, what it was like to be, to be on that show? Oh, it was fantastic. It was... Um Oh gosh, how many were it? About sixteen of us, and we used to meet uh, early Saturday mornings in um, Paran, and we'd sort of rehearse, and then we'd catch taxis over to Channel Seven, and we'd we'd record the the, the songs, and then we'd uh, practice the dance steps, and then we'd record the show. So it was a full day every Saturday, from about eight thirty till five thirty, and. Um, we go to school and everybody would stir us at school because oh, I saw you on Brian and the Juniors, you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, it was just a wonderful experience. It was a great uh, uh, starting point for the rest of my career because I learned how to do harmonies at a very early age. And, um, yeah, it was great. So 
awesome experience. Did you perform on Young Talent Time? No, I didn't. Pre- I didn't perform on Young Talent Time. I used to go in each week, um, and they call it ghosting. So what you do is you go into the recording studio, and you sing some of the songs, the um, lead of some of the songs, and they would put whoever was singing that song would go in after you and record their lead vocal. So in the mix, I was just there, softly in the mix, just to give it a little bit more strength. So that's run, um, that's, I did that for a couple of years, you know, current time. Now, who was your <laughs> first musical related crush? <laughs> oh, gosh, let's see. Um, oh. I think I really liked Sherbet. I thought that were good and yeah, sort of uh, yeah, Sherbet I think would be my first musical crush. So I hear that you were a bit of a Daryl Braithwaite fan. <laughs> yes, I was a Daryl Braithwaite fan. But I think I loved all of them. I loved all the boys and I actually got to sing um, at the at the showground um, in a marquee before they came on and I remember them asking I think Daryl asked me can we borrow your tambourine for our set and I said yeah 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 but I never got it back again so so he owes me a tambourine next time I see him I'll tell him you owe me, owe me a tambourine so uh so how was that so that was great I mean wow how exciting to be so, you know giving my tambourine to the crushes of my life at yeah. that time you know? uh, so, Nikki, how's that? Oh, how's that? Got it. Oh, Lucky, you are so, so cheeky and fast with your humour. Mm, yes. Yeah, Very clever. The apple doesn't fall far from, far from the tree. Um, anyway, uh, what was it like performing alongside Susie Quattro? Um, Susie was great. She was um, she she's not the real tough rock chick you think she is. She's you know she loves to rather than you know drink and sort of um, hang out with the the band and everything. She just likes to play Scrabble before the show or and in the break. Um, but she, one time she was um, we're on stage and she was playing her bass solo in the middle of the song, and we couldn't see her anywhere. And we looked around and. She was on the side of the stage throwing up into a bucket. And oh, she didn't God. Miss a, she didn't miss a beat on her face solo, but um, she had morning sickness. She was pregnant. We didn't know she was pregnant at the time and had morning sickness, and that's why she was throwing up, but still just played her solo beautifully. So she so she kept her guns while throwing up and uh, just kept going. Yeah. Just kept yeah. going. That's good. Yep. That's that's the really good. That, that is really good. Um, now, did you ever play Scrabble with Susie Quattro? Yes, I did, and she just beat me every time. She's a whiz, absolute whiz. Hmm. Wow. Mhm. Um, yeah. What was it like touring with Stevie, with Stevie Wonder as his support as John as a support as a support act with well, John Farnham? Yes, well, I was yes, I was working with John Farnham at that point, um, and we toured with Stevie all around Australia. We did nine shows with him, and he would get us up um, at the end of the show, and um, 
and get up and sing Master Blaster and Happy Birthday. And um, the very first night, I wasn't expecting it, but he called me up and, and they were doing a conga line on the stage and they put me behind Stevie. So I had my, my hands on his waist and um, I was just ecstatic and so excited and forgot that he was blind and, and didn't realise I was ha- meant to help guide him around the stage. And I was too busy, you know, thinking, oh, look at me, look at me. And um, he went, I guided him right into the foldback spot on the stage and he fell over that and then I fell on top of him. And so his brother came running up because his brother was his eyes and sort of picked me up and threw me away and picked (laughs) him up. And they never put me behind him again for the rest of the tour. So Uh, that was kind of funny. So, yeah. um, So... Um, Stevie Wonder was he? Was he? A, was he a? Uh, what kind of musician was he? Um, oh, brilliant musician! The the music, the the songs and the music he writes is incredible for somebody who's blind and has been blind from the word go. How he can write such beautiful lyrics, um, I, it just baffles me. You know, he's he was like he was very tall, and um, to me, he's. He's like a god. He was, um, I've always been so, he's my favourite, my favourite artist. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he he has a presence when he walks into a room. He's just amazing. So um, that was, I couldn't believe I was going to be touring with him. So <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Now, what was it like uh, also um, performing uh, alongside the great Farnsey? Johnny Farnham? Fonzie. Yeah, Fonzie. Um, he's great. You know, like what you see of John Farnham when he speaks, that's exactly what he's like. There's no, it doesn't put anything on. He's just a really very, very funny man. Hilariously funny. And um, very down to earth, you know, um, just just a great guy. So I loved working with him. I did. I worked with him for four years. I did a lot of touring with him. And, um, yeah, that was a great, great time of my life. So that's what made your CV, that's, uh, that's what made your CV very impressive, I hear. Uh, that was what? Say that again? That's what made your CV very impressive. Ah, yes, I guess it is an impressive thing to say, isn't it, that I've worked with Steve, uh, John? Yep. But, I mean, I did that for four years, but then, you know, you've got Lisa Edwards who now has been working with him for 20-something years. So wow. That's impressive as well. Yeah. Um, Great singer for you. Yeah. What was it like touring with Australian Crawl as a backup singer? Yeah, well, Aussie Crawl, you know, boys will be boys on the road. So that's what it was like. It was a real rock tour and um, that was pretty pretty cool. We, we toured with um, uh, the police and Talking Heads and... Um, uh, Eurythmics and Pretenders and um, yeah that was great uh, that was a few months uh, all around Australia and New Zealand and uh, one time we were up in Brisbane and we um, uh, the plane that we were booked on had a part missing so they had to fly the, the part in so, which meant that our flight was um, cancelled and so they tried to put us on another one because we had to be in Sydney and we had to be doing an outdoor concert at, say, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. 
Anyway, we got onto a, a flight which was getting us into Sydney at about quarter to five, and the the gig was on the North Shore in at a um, football oval, and so they had. To get us over there in time, they had two helicopters waiting on the tarmac for us and we had to jump out of the plane, well, not not jump out, but run down the stairs, run across the tarmac, jump into the helicopters and we just took off and then we flew for 20 minutes and we landed behind the stage at the footy oval to do this concert. So that was pretty pretty good sort of rock, rock star stuff. I experienced some so, uh, so w- were you uh, thinking in your head at the time when going from the aircraft to the disembarking from the aircraft, the helicopter, were you thinking, get to the chopper? <laughs> Funny about that. I said that. This is a chopper. This is a chopper. Just get to the, just, just get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where did you go when you were touring with Kyle Minogue? Um, well, I did a couple of tours. We we did all of Australia. We did um, all of the UK, uh, parts of Europe, um, uh, Asia, Thailand, Singapore. Um, 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 I can't remember where else. Oh, and we did Japan, of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great, great fun. Yep. Lots of good times. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, Nikki, you say, uh, should you be so lucky? <laughs> uh, yes, I had to sing that song to my to myself all the time. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. Yes, I couldn't believe it. I was very blessed. Yeah. Um, now, did you do any large concerts like the concert of, a, of the Millennium? Well, with Kylie, we did um, the John Lennon Memorial Concert in Liverpool, and that was with that was a four day experience, and that was with people like um, Cindy Lauper and Lenny Kravitz, Joe Cocker, um, Hall and Oates. That was pretty amazing. Al Green, lots of amazing people on that one. So that was fun. Uh- Nikki Webster was well known for her aerobatic performance at the Sydney Olympics opening ceremony. What was your role in helping her with her standout song, Strawberry Kisses? Ah, yes, I love that song too. Um, Well, I did three albums. Uh, Nikki released three albums and I recorded all the three albums with her again i was doing the ghosting that i you know that i mentioned before what i that i did on young talent time so again it was singing the song and um and my voice would be in the mix but back in the mix so that it, it was um stronger and had a bit more substance and and doing all the backing vocals as well so all the harmonies and stuff so so pretty much all three albums is not just nikki webb but it's also nikki Mitchell. So have you been missing her strawberry kisses lately? You know, I haven't heard that song for ages, but I'm going to play it today. You just reminded me. Ah, yes. Has, there's some great songs, great pop songs on her album. So, um, yeah. yeah. I might yeah however, that's the only song that stands out to me, which is a, which is a bit odd, but anyway. I might be biased, <laughs> but, um, you know, anyway. 
Uh, it yeah. must have been really difficult for the entertainment industry over the last two years due to the COVID lockdowns. Have there been um, any positives to come out of it? Yes. Um, yes, it has been very difficult. Uh, all our work has dried up, as you know, like, like many people. Um, but the good thing is I've kept really busy. Um, I, I uh, signed a record deal earlier this year with a company over in England. And so I've been doing a lot of work for... Um, I've, that's got me doing a radio show over there, a two-hour radio show once um, once a week. And um, so I'm sort of working on that and doing more songs to be able to send over to the UK. So I've kept myself really busy. I think that's the only way to sort of get through this these lockdowns is to be really busy, to, to take your mind off what's going on outside the house. <laughs> yep. you know, so yep. so um, it hasn't been too bad for me, so yep. like a lot of other people. So, um, have you got a new song on your that you that you're going to record over in the UK called "God Save the Queen"? Um, no, but that's a good title for one. I might write one. You should call an album "God Save the Queen," Nikki, because it, it will be very, very, uh, it will be very, very uh, patriotic. All right, maybe I will. There you go. I'll now I now I can be credited with uh, with, with giving you an album name. Absolutely. I'll put your name on it, Lockie. Thanks, Nikki. And don't uh, forget to put me in the, in the title credits as well. All right. I will, for sure. Thanks, Nikki. God Save the Queen. That's a really unusual title. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll use it. Yeah. Um, now, something that most people would not know about you, but I believe you can speak Japanese. Yes, I can. I can, I can, I can. Um, I used to be more fluent. But um, I learned it for eight years on and off, and yep. I I just had this calling to constantly keep learning this language. I'd never been to Japan. I didn't like Japanese food. I don't know why I was something was telling me learn it. So I thought maybe I'll use it with singing. I thought you know maybe I can learn a song in Japanese. But I ended up writing an album in Japanese and recording it, and it was all the songs were about different parts of Australia. And so I decided to make it a, an album for Japanese tourists to um, have something uh, to take home, uh, uh, a musical version of the places that they visited on their trip here. So, um, yeah, and I teach a bit of Japanese now as well. So um, it's a great language. It's, I love it because it's kind of like a sing-song language. It sort of, you know, it goes all over the place with your voice. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I know you can speak a bit of Japanese. <laughs> you can't speak Japanese. Yes. Thank you very much. Excellent. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> when you did the album in, for, the, for the Japanese market, in Japanese, yep. did, mm-hmm. you, did, you, did you have a song on there? Did you try and do like a... A, a Japanese version of uh, Waltzing Matilda? Not quite, but I did I did um I did a song for the the kids, the little kids. And it ah, was okay. all about the different animals. Ah, uh, yes. animals. And the and the, that was called the Animal Dance. Um Sabotsuno Dance and it's called the Animal Dance and it's all about Kathy Koala and and all the little kangaroos have got names and everybody's wombats have got names. 
and they do dancing. So yeah. um, that was a really cute little song. Yeah. Um. So uh, did you also have um? You probably may not have had the time to do one for the adult for the adult Japanese audience, but oh, you, yeah. you could have. Did you, you did you have an idea about putting a song on there called um, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo? <laughs> no, because I had my own little kangaroo, Cookie Kangaroo. Okay, sorry about this. But, uh, it was for the adult market, <laughs> not for the kids. <laughs> no, I had I had a beautiful love song for all the uh, Japanese couples that come over to Australia to get married. Ah, that um, used to. They don't now. Okay. No, I can get in, but um. Yeah, so when they got married, I had a love song for them. Oh, how nice. Yes, um, I thought of everybody. How romantic. Okay. How can people access your music? Well, um, you can uh, – I have an album called Bridesmaid, and that is on iTunes, Spotify, um, all the social platforms. And I have another album uh, with a band that I'm in called The Dream Room. Yeah. Um, and that, that's another that you can find that um, there as well on all the social. And also um, uh, on my website, which is Nikki with Nikki Nichols, two Ks and two Ls, um, yep. au. Yep. com. No, I think it's .com.au. Okay. www. Yeah. If anybody wants to check it out. Yep. Oh, uh, I'll do. I'll do myself a favour and check it out then. Uh, yeah. Now, um, who is in your band, The Dream Room? Um, Eric McCusker from Mondo Rock, the guitarist from Mondo Rock. Yep. He's in the band, and there's um, Rick Petropoulos, who used to be in the Ferret. Yep. They had a song out called Something. And also, Alan Williams the Third. He was with um, Steve Merritt from the Small Faces. Yep. And you know, Steve Merritt sang the song. Um, um, what's that song called? It's called Toy Soldier. Okay. And other many other songs people would know him from. Yep. So yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great music, great people. So. Dream Room, the Dream Room, it's called. Yeah. Uh, thank you very, thank you so much, Nikki, for uh, for coming on the Oz Pub Rock Show. We look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thanks, Lockie. Thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking talking with you. You take care. You too. What a great chat that was with a good friend of mine, Nikki Nichols. We look forward to seeing you next week on the Oz Pub Rock Show podcast. Goodbye.